From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, a Thursday edition of the program. We are the new definition of color commentary. I am still Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America, and yes, still the baby-faced assassin of freedom, fighting for every freedom our beautiful Constitution grants us. And before we get into the news of the day, of course, you can send us email with uh, comments, questions, whatever you have for us at inblackandright at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website in blackandright.net. Uh, we're going to be making some updates on it today. Uh, we were supposed to have an interview uh, set up uh, yesterday for our All Politics is Local series. Uh, but that has been changed and postponed until next Monday, the 17th. And so just wanted to make a little bit of an update there. Oh... Boy, what a day in the news already. And we're just really just going into the early afternoon out here on the East Coast. Uh, but I definitely wanted to uh, start out with the big news of the day. As I figured and many other people figured, the consumer price index numbers or the inflation numbers are now out. And yes, Inflation for the month of September is 8.2%. Now, granted, it's down from 8.3%, which was in August, but, and I'm sure there are going to be plenty of people in the business world and in the Biden regime who are going to say, well, okay, yeah, but we're still going down, uh, and happy talk, more happy talk, more happy talk. 20, we are 26 days away from the most crucial midterm election in our lifetimes. And they want to say, and they want to use happy talk? This is not good news, folks. No matter how the Biden regime or their uh, corporate media allies, those false prophets, what they're going to do, we're still a mess, folks. And in spite of whatever spin you might get, we are now faced still with undeniable facts and truth. Not spin, but truth. <laughs> Inflation is still over 8%. It is still at 40-year highs. Yes, it is still core inflation, mind you, which is when you uh, take out food and energy prices it's still a mess. It's at record highs as well. The producer price index is also up. That is the cost of what wholesalers, manufacturers, have to pay for certain, uh, certain goods. And that's up. And the producer price index has a direct bearing on the consumer price index. It has, if inflation 
is high for businesses and manufacturers making products, what do you think it's going to happen to us, the American consumer? We still have high food prices. We still have high energy prices. We still have rent and utility prices, housing prices going up. We have mortgage rates that are at the worst levels since about 2006. So people who got in on refinancing their homes before all this happened got cut a break and they were very wise. You try to do it now with mortgage rates where they are, oh, that's, that is way, way down right now. And because you're not going to get a break. You really not are, aren't going to get much of a break on it. Now, that isn't really a surprise to me, all the uh, inflation numbers and the consumer price index or even the producer price index. Folks, we are, again, 26 days away. The last nail in the Biden economic coffin is still yet to come. And that is the GDP numbers for the third quarter, which ended on September 30th. And it was also the last day of the fiscal year for the United States government. Let's see what those GDP numbers are like. I'm fully expecting them to have more negative economic growth. More of it. And that will make three straight quarters of negative economic growth that has, and that hasn't been seen since about 2008. So, yeah, we are still an economic mess. Now, if you're going to be one of those who are going to be voting on issues like abortion or climate change, you are absolutely free to do so. I mean, you are, if you're an American citizen, you have the right to vote any way you so choose. But when you finally realize that if you're voting for the very same people who gave us this mess, then essentially you are slitting your own economic throats, which you also have the right to do. However, these, some of these dingbats in the business media who are uh, looking at the Fed and some of the nonsense that's coming out of their mouths just makes me absolutely want to puke my guts out. They're talking about how, in, how to deal with inflation. I mean, their solution, a lot of these pointy-headed economic types, is more immigration. More, immig more immigration. As if we don't have enough as it stands? Seriously? And, get, and again, guess who's getting the short end of the stick if you get these companies getting all this cheap, cheaper labor from outside of the United States? Who's going to be the first to suffer? Uh, I'll give you a second. That's right. Minorities, the working poor, black folks, Hispanic folks are going, the working poor, the middle class right there in industrial Midwest. Uh, in Ohio, in Michigan, other places around the uh, the Rust Belt. So yeah, this is just going to be all kinds of fun. Yeah, essentially <clears throat> squeezing out Amer hardworking American citizens who are having more than enough problems trying to keep a roof over their head, food on the table, clothes on their backs, 
gas in their cars so that they can go to their job if they are fortunate enough to have one. And believe me, folks, slowly and kind of quietly under the radar, we're starting to see some of the effects of this. Oh, excuse me. As an example, the largest newspaper chain in the United States, I believe that's Gannett, is now implementing hiring freezes and cutting of benefits. Even Facebook, even though you'll never hear it from the mainstream media, even they have instituted hiring freezes, massive layoffs that are going to be coming. Companies like Boeing, anything, any type of manufacturing. If you make things, you have a country. But when you have your own government doing things that are making life incredibly difficult for anybody, any company, regardless of size, to stay in business, these are not your friends. Okay? These are not your friends. And the sooner you realize this, the better. Now, when you have people like Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, one of the biggest financial institutions in the country, you essentially begging the Federal Reserve to stop with the rate increases to try to get a hold of control of inflation. He's not doing it for the American economy. He's doing it for his fat cat friends. Jamie Dimon and others do not give a rat's rear end about the American working class. They don't. This is why you've got all this going on with inflation. And now we're just going to have to wait for the last piece of the puzzle, the last domino to fall economically before the midterms, and that is third quarter GDP. Are we going to have another quarter of negative economic growth. That is what absolutely is scaring the living daylights out of Democrats, not just in DC, but everywhere. This is why the bunker base, the Biden bunker basement strategy is being employed by a lot of Democrat candidates. They don't want to debate. They don't want to say how great everything is because they can't. They can't. Arizona is a great example. Katie Hobbs gets Carrie Lake kicked out of an event because she won't debate. Fetterman, in Pen John Fetterman, the lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania, running for U.S. Senate against Dr. Oz. He won't debate him either. How many others do we have to have? I mean, there's plenty of examples. Democrats who won't debate their Republican opponents because they have nothing to defend. They cannot defend the indefensible. And boom, here we are. But this is not this is not the time, fellow patriots, my fellow Americans who love this country. Regardless of what your skin color is, regardless if you're a D, an R, or an I. Doesn't matter. If you care about the country and you care about the future of yourselves, your kids, and others, this is not the time to rest on your laurels. No, not even close. This is the time where we're in the home stretch and we need to double, maybe even triple our efforts. 
Because I'll tell you what, in Pennsylvania, this whole thing with mail-in ballots, holy cow, folks. Mail-in ballots are going to be, again, a huge problem in Pennsylvania, and they won't count them before election day or before the night of the election. They won't do it because the cheat is on. I've been trying to tell you that, and Pennsylvania is going to be a major league headache. They're going to be, again, a major league headache because they're going to cheat. These mail-in ballots is what gives many of these blue states the ability to cheat, to steal the election. Uh-uh. This is why if you've got a state, Nevada's one of them, and that's a key race, with mail-in ballots to the GOPs of those respective states, you better get lawyers and poll watchers and others to watch these people like a hawk. None of this 2020 crap again. Because I'll guarantee you, they know the red wave is coming. Democrats know it on all levels. County, state, anywhere in between. But yeah, now they're going to do what they can to muddy the waters, absolutely go on full-blown attack on Republican candidates, and especially they have a particular hatred of black Republicans because in the minds of many, including in the mainstream corporate media, a black conservative does not exist. Well, uh, I hate to break it to you, but we're everywhere. We are everywhere. And as much as you want to ignore us, we're still going to be here. We're still going to speak and we're still going to stand up. And nothing you can do or say is going to stop it. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Sorry for the little sidebar there, but I considered that particular issue really annoying because blacks just like hispanics are leaving the democrats hanging out to dry and they have every right to and somehow if they do then well you leave it to the black liberals to be the pawns in this really sick twisted chess game always go and attack with the black liberals because the white liberals can't afford to be called racist, even though they are. You know, I mean, the far-right Latina, that was the headline in the New York Times not long after Myra Flores made history down in Texas. The first Republican to win that congressional district in 150 years since the time of Reconstruction. And I'm like, yeah. And the racists in the mainstream media who don't like when minority conservatives win, yeah, and they and, and don't say that they, you know, they're not racist. It's like BS. You don't call somebody a far-right Latina, which is supposed to be a pejorative, to someone who won a race fair and square beat two Democrats, and got over half of the vote. 
So, New York Times and other mainstream media, keep your racism to yourself, because frankly, real people, normal people, aren't really in the mood for it. And your opinion, and you've overestimated your relevance once again. You are not that damn important. So yes, sorry for the salt, folks, but hey, I, I don't know what to tell you on that one, but this is just really disgusting. And I know I went on a bit of a rant, but economically, yeah, I mean, even two days before, or, or was it yesterday? I believe it was within the last 24 to 36 hours, world stock markets, not just the not just Wall Street, but all around the globe, London, Paris, everywhere, in Asia, in Tokyo, they knew what was coming. They even they knew what it what was coming. They did. I mean, great. Uh, another. It was a great story from the uh, the Epoch Times. Um, let's see, where was that? Hmm. Oh well. Anyway, there was a story that the world, many of the world stock markets were down to two-year lows in anticipation of the bad news from uh, from the Labor Department and on inflation and the Consumer Price Index. Yep, and they were right. They knew what was coming before we even did, and we just got confirmation. And their, their concerns over in Europe and Asia and other parts of the world were validated. We are a mess, folks. Our economy is a mess. And because we're so interconnected globally, it's going to take down other economies too. Especially now, as we're in the fall, and, look, and we're looking towards a pretty rough winter, especially in Europe and energy. Ugh. That's just too much for me to deal with right now. Just a little bit. But in some other news, and this is really kind of rough in a way because this does have to do with Florida. Now, the Parkland shooter, um, I don't even want to really use his name because this ding-dong, this demonized kid who's now 24... And all, and having gone through six years of trials and everything, I don't even want to use his name. But a jury here in Florida has uh, recommended life without parole for the Parkland uh, for the Parkland shooter. And there were the prosecution did want the death penalty, but. There's, um, uh, but there was, um, oh my goodness, oh, I just lost the train of thought there. But yes, it was still pretty horrible. I mean, the, the pain of all of those families, the seven, the families of the 17 people who died that day, they might have, hopefully they've gotten some closure and perhaps can accelerate they're healing, but nothing is going to ever take away the trauma and the memory 
of what this messed up kid did and why he became an example of why the public school system and law enforcement didn't do their job. Okay, they didn't. I'm sorry. I'm very, I have very mixed emotions about the Parkland case, just like the Uvalde, Texas massacre. How the Parkland shooter, how many times did he actually, he was on the radar. He was on the radar of the school administration, of local law enforcement, of the county sheriff's office, even the dang FBI, the new American KGB. They knew about this kid. There were multiple, I mean, like, I think three dozen at least encounters with law enforcement in the area and was even reported on to the FBI not once but twice. And it still happened. The massacre still happened. This is why I have very mixed emotions when it comes to law enforcement. I have friends who are currently in law enforcement and who have been in law enforcement, retired, everything. Great bunch of people. But when I see this, this big of a screw-up, it was like more red flags than a matador's cape. Anger the bull. And yet, because, well, we didn't want to do anything because of this and that and all these protections... You've got 17 dead people from six years ago. 2018. I saw the story when I was uh, living out in Arizona. I thought, oh my gosh. And as more of the information came out, I thought, what the heck was law enforcement doing? What were the school administrators doing? I mean, there needs to be some dang lawsuits. I mean, there were some, but then, of course, came this David Hogg out of the blue little punk activist and apparently the mainstream media loved this kid and it's like and he wasn't even he was a crisis actor he was an actor and yet he's just a little punk kid he was a punk kid then he's a punk kid now and apparently people got mad at me because I was critical of him I said I said, well, you get over yourselves. You're not that important. This kid has major credibility issues. And you wanted to take his word as gospel? What a bunch of morons. An absolute dingy bunch of morons. Goes, well, don't go after the kids. It's like, well, if the kid's lying, I'm going after him. If he wants to be a big boy and step into the octagon, then he better be ready to take a punch rather than throw one out. It's like, oh, I'm not going to beat a kid. It's like, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have a problem because if you're a liar, you're a liar. I don't care how young you are or how right you think you are. No, this was just hideous, what happened with Parkland. Now, Uvalde is the new Parkland. Uvalde is the new Parkland because now, even just recently, just last week, the Uvalde School District suspended its entire police department. 
entirely, all of them. The mayor, uh, the police chief resigned, and he's all lawyered up because I'm sure there are going to be parents going after him and the school district. So yeah, the poor mayor. And yet, I mean, the mayor can't even do much of anything because he's not getting, he's not getting any cooperation from the Texas Department of Public Safety or the FBI or the Department of Justice. I mean, I'm even thinking he's not even getting much help from the Texas Attorney General's office, which makes me wonder, hello? Yeah, hello? This is crazy. Um, oh my gosh. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just so emotionally conflicted when I see this stuff. And with law enforcement, because what they do is dangerous. Yes. They're, to defend the police, and, and especially in blue cities run by blue mayors, yes, that's awful. But when you get to a point where the culture is so toxic that if a cop does his job or her job, they're, they're going to be left hanging out to dry by their leadership. They're going to gut lawyers after them, prosecutors probably bought and paid for by George Soros. So I get that to a point, but that's no excuse. There is no excuse. If you have a chance to get in there and neutralize the situation, you do it. That's what you trained for. That's why the taxpayers of your respective communities, that's what they're paying you to do. But, oh my Lord, and Uvalde, <laughs> That one's going to be, that's going to take a while. That is absolutely going to take a while to sort through that nonsense. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, rant over on that, but something a little bit on the funny side. Uh, not very, but it's still kind of funny to me. Now, the January 6th kangaroo court was supposed to have its final hearing today. But, because of Hurricane Ian, they've postponed it. Now, what's cracking me up is, <laughs> uh, little Jamie Raskin, the annoying, the annoying elitist prick with bad hair, yeah, and I said it, sorry, I'm a little salty today, says that, oh, we have new information about Trump, and, and I said, no, stop. Stop, Jamie. You're acting like Adam Schiff's annoying little brother. Oh, I can do anything that you can. Look, Adam Schiff, Mr. Melonhead, Mr. Pencilneck, went to every single friendly news, uh, news media outlet to say, oh, we have evidence, we have evidence, we have evidence. When he was sitting on the Intelligence Committee, he didn't have jack. He did not have Jack. And on a side note, now, the Igor Denchenko trial uh, just started uh, just a few short days ago. And John Durham, in just the first few days of testimony, un sworn under oath that the FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million if he could corroborate his fake dossier. Now, he couldn't. He didn't get the million dollars. 
He didn't even stand up for his own dossier when he was questioned before a board of inquiry in England. Oh no, couldn't do that. And yet, in spite of all that, Comey and the FBI took the dossier and ginned up all this stuff, took it to a FISA court, knowing damn well it was fake, but it says verified. And that's when he got the initial warrant to go after Trump's campaign four times. One, the initial, uh, the initial warrant, and the three subsequent renewals. So now here's the same group of goofy people who are 26 days away from handing their uh, political butts handed to them. And so now it's like, oh, we're going to do our final hearing and we're just going to say, okay. You know, it's like, it's sort of the last hurrah or the last whatever rants of everything that uh, Liz Cheney and crybaby Kinzinger before they are unceremoniously kicked out of Congress. I mean, let's remember, folks, Liz Cheney got kicked, got her butt kicked by 40 points. 40 points to Maggie Haberman. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry, not Maggie Haberman. Oh, my gosh, that's wrong. That's the dingy New York Times reporter, Harriet Haberman. Harriet Hageman, yes. She was the one. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Congresswoman. I mean, well, soon to be Congresswoman. <laughs> but yes, and Crybaby Kinzinger has been uh, essentially districted out by the state of Illinois. Hmm. But yet, the, the final hearing is coming, and poor Benny Thompson. I mean, I would actually have some sympathy for him, but he's another really old black liberal who really needs to go. Uh, and there's a list of them I'll get into at some point. But this, <laughs> what ha what do they think they have that's so relevant that you're going to be putting it in prime time? <laughs> These poor, deluded, deranged pieces of crap. The ratings were awful. They tried it in prime time abysmal failure they tried it during the day abysmal failure and so many networks didn't even want to touch it because it was too toxic it was like nuclear radiation who didn't want anything to do with that and so what do they think they have now because if they had anything that was really of substance and relevance, they would have done it a long time ago. This is a last-ditch, desperate attempt to say, we're, rele we're irrelevant, but we're going to lie to you anyway and see if we can, we can change your mind to save our sorry political butts. Uh, that would be the Democrats. So, yep, that's, that's going to be a fun one, uh, if they ever do it because they know they're irrelevant, their time is running short, and they've got nothing, anything close to new. They, they don't. It's a crack up. <laughs> and so there's that. But uh, one last thing, and that it's kind of sad to me, 
because Biden has just completely lost it. Now, there's a story from Just the News. Biden says his son, Bo, lost his life in Iraq. And I'm like, uh, no, Joe. That's the same type of thing that the families of the 13 American heroes who got killed in Afghanistan when he screwed that pooch said when they met him. I mean, it was just like, it was, it was a really twisted form of narcissism talking about his son, Bo. He did not lose his life in Iraq. Sorry, he didn't. Bo Biden, who did serve in the military, served in Iraq, and was decorated for his service, but he died at Bethesda Naval Hospital in Maryland in 2015 of, of, a, of cancer. That's how Bo Biden lost his life. But for Joe to keep going on and pushing this, oh, well, he lost his life in Iraq, when if anybody was paying any kind of attention, it's like, no, he didn't lose his life in Iraq. This is Joe Biden really at his narcissistic worst. I'm like, ay, 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 ay. He still can't, he still is going to go down that road and try to tell people a story which isn't true. It's not like this is Joe Biden's, you know, the first time he's done it. He's been doing this for well over 35 years. Little stories that he has which are not true. So now if you want more of the same, then okay. Vote for Biden and De vote for the Democrats come November 8th. But if you do, remember, if the Democrats hold power in the Senate and in the House, we're done. We are absolutely done. Now, I know some people, especially really religious types, will say, well, yeah, it's fear-mongering. No, it's the truth. And if you can't handle reality, don't vote. You know, just stay in your pew and just continue to just live in this ostrich world with your head in the sand while those of us who are out there are going to try to save this country and yes it's going to need a lot of help from God I mean there's going to be a need for some serious divine intervention and I'm going to do my best and do my job as someone as a watchman on the wall to tell you things that y'all need to know and to encourage you because early voting at least here in the state of Florida, starts October 24th. Now, there are other states in the country that either are starting early voting or they will be starting early voting soon. But stay aware, stay vigilant, stay awake. November 8th is just the beginning. And with that, folks, I will say so long for now. Thank you for listening. You can find our audio podcast on all podcast platforms, uh, big or small, or in between. So we're there. Tell your friends. Uh, you can sign up and follow us. And every time a new episode is uploaded, you will be notified. So with that, take care, my friends. God bless. Tomorrow is WTF Friday. And until then, remember, patriots still come in all colors.